And I come to a new heading here. You can be a tree of life by your witnessing. Note the word winneth, winneth, verse 30. He that winneth souls that is wise. Now that means they're not just going to walk into the net on their own. This is like fishing. The gospel is the work of fishing for the souls of men. And every uh, gospel work is based on those who can win the lost. Because the heart of man, well, it seeks the world and it seeks the lust of the flesh and the things of this world. And so we need power. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. It is a privilege to bring the message of the gospel to you today. And we continue with our theme on soul winning. Soul winning by your life so that you are built up as a tree of life. What a standard and witness you will become when you live for Christ and tell others they need to be saved. Then you can pray that God will use your life and testimony and that others will find a Savior through your witness. We're also going to go to the Gospel of Mark today again to look at being fishers of men. What a different life that is, fishing for men as opposed to the fish of the sea. And so stay tuned with us here as we let the Bible speak from the pulpit of our church to bring you the message of the gospel. And it's when you are made righteous by receiving the gift of the righteousness in the Lord Jesus that you become a tree of life. You get the picture? I know it's metaphoric. I know it's proverbial. It's a lot of stuff packed into a little statement that that's what the Bible is like, especially in Proverbs. It's like compressing so much information right into one little adage or statement. And it seems so crammed. But oh, when you open it up, it becomes so blessed in your life. So that when we read here in Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. The reward of accepting the gift of righteousness in Christ, through Christ, wrought by Christ, it makes you now a new person withstanding with God, and your life becomes a tree of life. You're ready to be a missionary now. You've just graduated from the school of evangelism because you yourself have been made righteous, accepted with God through faith in the Lord Jesus, so that all of Calvary's accomplishment all the grace of God and the reservoirs of his mercy are now flowing into your life. And you become that tree of life. There becomes now a fruit bearing. 
that you become a witness to those that are lost. That brings us to the second part of this. You can be a tree of life by your praying. The wonderful thing about the doctrine of the imputed righteousness of Christ is that the more you delight in that righteousness, which is from without, the more blessed you are within. Now, I wrote that carefully, and I highlighted it right here in my notes. And I've had time to let that sink in, but I want this to sink into you. The more that you receive the righteousness that is from without, and the more it flows into your life, the more blessed you are within. And there's the answer to the emptiness, the depression, the questioning of what is life? Why am I here? When you have this righteousness transferred to you, you begin to live. And it is truly a new life. And the forgiven man or woman who is reconciled to God will now enjoy real fellowship with God. We begin to have a prayer life, real communion with God. In one of our hymns in the hymnal, the title is Complete in Thee. Complete in thee, no work of mine may take, dear Lord, the place of thine. Thy blood hath pardoned, bought for me, and I am now complete in thee. This is the peace, the blessedness, the fruit, the overflow of be believing in the gospel of the Lord Jesus. The best praying man or woman is the man or woman who knows his or her standing with God is settled, accepted in the beloved. And once you are accepted in your person, then all your worship is accepted also. Yes, even my singing with my froggy voice, with my lack of tone, with my inability to hit those high notes, sometimes low notes, my frail, weak, shabby worship, not intentionally, but just because I am frail. God accepts the offering because he accepts the person. The best illustration I've ever heard on this is the little boy or girl that comes home from school with the artwork of the day and places it in front of his mom or dad and says, see what I did for you? And you look at that page and it's pretty much a mess. What is it there? 
What were you trying to make? It's you. And what do you do? You accept it. You may even hug that little child and say, thank you that you did this for me. And you can become a praying Christian, knowing that your petitions and your worship, your communion with God is accepted no matter how weak, no matter how stammering the words, because you are accepted in the Beloved. And this union with Christ, well, John 15 says, If ye abide in me, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. And this leads to a life of prayer, a life of communion and fellowship with God. And this now makes you an evangelist. He that winneth souls is wise, because surely our evangelism must begin in the closet. You cannot go and witness to someone the gospel if you've never brought their name and their need to the throne of grace. And this now becomes the responsibility of the church. It's not enough that we be evangelistic in our actions. We need to be evangelistic in the prayer room. Every Christian worker has been a man or woman of prayer. And your prayer life can be a tree of life to bring salvation to some soul. It doesn't matter whose life you look at, whether it's Murray McSheen, Andrew Bonner, Hudson Taylor, the various missionaries and preachers, and some of them we have looked at over these last weeks on Sunday evenings. They were men and women who believed, and God alone with God, and the church prayed. Now, this church was born out of prayer. Uh, you can say that about our mother church in Northern Ireland. You can say that of our denomination in North America, the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. I can also say it for this local congregation. This church wouldn't be here today but for the prayers of God's people. Because of the hours and efforts made to call on God to bless his word and the work of the gospel. But I have a great concern, and that is that that spirit of prayer and that burden to pray diminishes. There are empty seats in the prayer room. There are times when it's left to a limited few. My brother and sister, if you're a Christian today, and if you can say that you are the righteous one, made righteous in Christ, and you really believe 
that he that winneth souls is wise. It begins in the prayer room of the church. We need you. This church needs you. The Lord calls us to pray for the lost. Now, we can be somewhat missionary-minded and like to read little reports of what's happening in other parts of the world. And we may even have great confidence in their ministry in those places. But your real missionary heart translates into prayer. And we need to see that. We desperately need to see that. I predict that this church is going to wither and die if we do not see revival of prayer. No ministry can be sustained that is not drawing from the vine. And we are all little branches that need the life of the vine. And in this day when the gospel work is hard, and labor is difficult. We need revival in prayer. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. But it begins in the prayer room. Will you join us there? Now, we have three prayer meetings, standard prayer meetings in the week in this church, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, before the evening service, and midweek. I will not judge who can come to which one and when, but I would long to see everyone who regularly attends this church at one of those prayer meetings per week. That would be a great beginning. And it would make this church begin to be a tree of life to those that are perishing around us. Now, in your own witnessing, and I come to a new heading here, you can be a tree of life by your witnessing. Note the word winneth, winneth, verse 30. He that winneth souls that is wise. Now, that means they're not just going to walk into the net on their own. This is like fishing. The gospel is the work of fishing for the souls of men. And every gospel work is based on those who can win the lost. Because the heart of man, well, it seeks the world, and it seeks the lust of the flesh, and the things of this world. And so, we need power. We're talking now about power with men. Power to open our mouths and bear witness for the Lord Jesus. I read of Jonathan Goforth, that he had a, a Roman Catholic servant girl working in the home. And she asked someone if the face of Jesus would be like the face of Mr. Goforth. There was such a radiant beam 
from that man who walked with God, that that little girl understood that this was, this man had been with Jesus. And that's what the world needs. The world needs Christians who have this testimony that we have been with Jesus. And until we have that, all our witnessing's dead in the water. All our fishing will come up empty. We need power from God. You can be a tree of life by your fruit-bearing. Fruit-bearing. What is this fruit-bearing? It's a new life. It's a new walk. It's a new talk. It's an, a testimony that shines for the Lord Jesus. And that will make you a tree of life to those that are lost. But I must wrap up. We have this great gospel, and the world is in desperate need of it. Did you ever hear of Alexander Fleming, the Scottish scientist who discovered penicillin? He was working in the city of London, and it was 1928 when he made a, a, a discovery. Uh, it was really by accident. And the traditional version of this story describes the discovery as a, a serendipitous accident. In his laboratory in St. Mary's Hospital in London, Fleming noticed a Petri dish containing Staphylococci. Now, I practiced that word a whole lot, so I could probably get a proximity of it. And that Petri dish had been mistakenly left open. And later they discovered this bluey-green mold that was growing inside that Petri dish. And there was a halo of inhibited bacterial growth. Now, for those into science research, inhibited has a specific meaning. It is something transferring between the cells. And Fleming concluded that the mold released a substance that repressed the growth and called lysine of the bacteria. You can get all that on Wikipedia. I'm no scientist. But penicillin did not come into use until 1942. Fourteen years went by because Fleming was a very poor communicator. He was a great researcher. But to impress his colleagues and the scientific uh, establishment, they would not take his research seriously. And it was not until all those years later that others took up his finding and translated into a useful form of penicillin. Have you ever had a penicillin shot for something or other? Multitudes of people have been helped by that discovery. But we as Christians have the greatest discovery of all the world. 
that on the cross of Calvary, God reconciled the world unto himself. And we have millions of people today hustling after the empty, empty things of this world, some in materialism, riches, psychology, philosophy, all kinds of things, religions too. And the thing that you will find in false religion is that they don't have a savior. Now, they may have tables and models and ideas, but they don't have a savior. When God sent his son, his name was to be called Jesus because he would save his people from their sins. And we just don't have a theory. We just don't have a history. We just don't have a, a principle. We have a Savior. And as Paul said, Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. If this gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And we cannot afford to go through our lives to see them perish without a Savior. We must pass this on. He that winneth souls is wise. Let me ask you to do one thing this week. Work hard at bringing one person to church next Sunday. Just one person. Pray God put someone on your mind Go to them, take literature, whatever you feel you can use. Call them up, say, can I come and talk with you? Can I invite you to church? I'll pick you up, I'll bring you, I'll sit beside you. Do your utmost this week to bring someone to hear the gospel. And I'll do my utmost that I have a message for their souls. That's how we build the church. And until we work together, this church will not be a tree of life. Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. But if this gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And if someone brought you to church today and prayed for you and invited you, they did so because you're lost and you need a Savior. And today you can be saved. You can be righteous through the gift that Christ gives to all who trust in him. Will you come? Will you believe on him? If I can help you, please just remain in your seat while others go to the hallway. We can talk further and show you from the Bible how you can be saved. May the Lord minister on to your heart. Another moment in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1. The Lord Jesus said to his disciples, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. What a tremendous call. Come, I will make you to become fishers of men. 
From this statement, we see that they were not ready. Uh, They were not soul winners. They were only candidates for future service, and they needed to go into training. We know of the years of discipleship required to become witnesses of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. Through that long school of discipleship, these disciples became living witnesses by which they would herald the message of Christ and see many souls converted. The power of the Holy Spirit fell upon them at Pentecost, who continued to fill them through all their lives, until each of them, apart from John, were martyred for their faithfulness to Christ. We should pray for this work to be done in us. Pray, Lord, make me to become a fisher of men. Only the Lord can do it. He makes us what we need to be and gives us the testimony we need as his disciples. He gives us the power of his Spirit, and he uses our witness before the world. And so we must pray over this individually and pray over this collectively as a church at prayer so that we will know this power in our church ministry. Are you praying to be made a soul winner, to be a fisher of men? And as you take that to the Lord honestly and ask the Lord to equip you, are you willing for the training, willing for the cost that it may mean in your life to be a witness for the Lord Jesus. You'll notice here the submission that is required. Come ye after me. They were to make Christ their leader. They were to live totally surrendered lives from that day forward. Christ claims our total surrender to his will. The greatest battle to Christian service is our own surrender to the call and commands of Christ in our lives. He only can use vessels that are given to serve the Lord. We are to be temples dedicated to the Lord. As a cup is dedicated to drink from, yet it is unusable if even one drop of ink or some other noxious substance is within. That's why the Lord says, Be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. The Lord requires a dedicated life when he equips his people. These disciples had to yield up their boats and livelihood to obey the Lord's claim upon their lives. And every Christian is called to make Christ their all. He must be our leader, and we must be his follower. I trust that today that you are truly dedicated, yielded, and surrendered to the will of the Lord Jesus. Will you pray, Lord, here am I. Send me. Make me your vessel. Use me in your kingdom to reach some soul today. And then the Lord can make you a fisher of men. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music.